you are experiencing the Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. It is May 15, 2023, and welcome to the Knuckleheads of Liberty, where we are bringing you the people and the organizations fighting for liberty around the country and in your region. And today we're back in New Hampshire. We just interviewed Ben Weir. Uh, he is the uh, chair of the Miramac Valley Libertarian Party. He's also an at-large for the uh, state Libertarian Party, uh, and he has run for sheriff there as well, and he is a proud Project Free Stater. Uh, we talked with him in detail about a lot of that stuff on the last one. This time, we're going to jump into some topics that are, are kind of in the news and a little bit related to New Hampshire, too. But before we get into any of that, let me introduce you to our panel. In our upper left-hand corner, we have Leon, the word Brathwaite, last word in Liberty. He is a retired engineer in the state of California. In our lower right-hand corner, we have our screaming eagle of freedom, Tim Everett. He is a pilot in the state of California. In our upper right-hand corner, we have Ben Weir, our guest today. And my name is Jason McPhee, and I'll be your host. Um, so, James, maybe I could get the visual up. Uh, Porkfest is right around the corner, and that's a big sort of libertarian convention sort of thing that happens in new hampshire i've never been but ben it sounds like you've probably been you want to tell us a little bit about it yeah last year was my first pork fest and uh i didn't know what to expect um out of like a free state project decentralized festival basically um but you know all these people in the free state project move to new hampshire to basically decentralize and then we have a, a big Liberty meetup festival, which sells out every single year. Um, and you have hundreds of hubs, uh, which are basically just, you know, you have an RV site, that's where you're camping, but you also sell things like for your business or, um, you know, you can have events there or speakers come. Um, there's actually a, a list of incredible speakers coming out to, to speak this year um and there's there's a schedule but uh you know probably you know 20 25 of the actual stuff that goes on there isn't on any kind of schedule um you know it's it's basically just um you know it's it's kind of like uh I, it's not just like a bunch of hippies in the woods around campfires i can tell you that <laughs> but you know what it is is it's just a collection of libertarian ideas from all over the political spectrum it's not you know it, it's it's um the people who are the most serious about their personal freedom and economic freedom getting together and just having a great time you know there's parties and stuff every night and um there's a huge uh porcupine campfire um on Saturday night to end the festival um common currency that is used is actually fiat dollars is is look down upon kind of there um you can use gold silver cryptocurrency um and then gold backs which if you don't know what gold backs are uh those are awesome they're basically like they're like dollars they're, they're like the shape of you know our currency but they have actual gold printed into them so they hold the monetary value based on uh like you know like maybe one hundredth of an ounce of gold is printed into this thing so it holds that value no matter um it, it fluctuates with the price of gold essentially um but it's a great time you know i'm, I'm planning to host a couple of events myself um at, at this festival and i i know that they already have three thousand plus tickets sold and every single rv site is sold out um 
most of the local hotels are selling out. Um, and uh, yeah, at this point, people are just trying to find extra space on the campsites to cram in with other people. So <laughs> it sounds almost like a family friendly burning man. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. It kind of, you know, I would, you can say that, but there is uh it's definitely family friendly. Um, but you know, as I said, there's people from all over the political spectrum there. So you have um, on the far, far corner of the, event you have a body freedom village so just don't take your kids over to that section if, if that's something that you're sensitive about um they have hot tubs and, and parties over there i don't go there i've never been there but uh um it it would be probably a great place for james just to, to go over and hang out so i know so, like, uh, so, so ben we call that body freedom okay we don't <laughs> that's what we call it now i try to stay i go over there and and uh, the Free State Base Tent and, and the Libertarian Party people over there, because uh, you know, be okay. okay. well, I, I think you, you've almost sold Tim on going there to be a uh, on the oh, scene yes. reporter for us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hey, I mean, there's uh, whatever floats your boat, man. <laughs> yes. They got it all over there. So yeah. <clears throat> Well, is, is this tied in in any way to the project Free State as well? It, this is put on by the Free State Project. So, um, you know, it, and uh, it's to encourage people to move to New Hampshire, um, which is the libertarian homeland. So we want we want every person with libertarian minded principles to move here. And what better way than to showcase all of the things that libertarian uh, folk represent um you know at this festival like you have hundreds of different ideas coming together to sell and barter um you know one of my good friends actually had an atf stand where he just sold alcohol tobacco and firearms <laughs> um which was pretty great uh, and like i said like the the currency it, it shows off like alternative currency um which is really cool uh because obviously our Fiat currency is tanking more every single day and, uh, you know, precious metals and crypto seem to be doing the opposite. So um, just everything that we stand for, it's like you'll find something that you love there. And there's like I said, there's tons of speakers, there's comedians, um, you know. The word is that Tulsi Gabbard is actually coming to speak uh, and while she's not. A libertarian. Um, I know that there's some people that think that she's a more libertarian-leaning Democrat, or at least a moderate Democrat. Um, RFK Jr. is coming to speak as well. I probably won't be attending either of them because I actually don't really really care about what they have to say. <laughs> but um, they have something for everyone. That's really what the point is that I'm trying to get across: is that uh, you know, if you have something that you're passionate about, you're going to find it there. So. I go see Tulsi just to see her in that white jumpsuit. She looks. So <laughs> <laughs> I was Maybe she'll say sing had... some Hawaiian songs and by the campfire. <laughs> well, if, if you hadn't sold Tim with the, uh, you know, a hot tub area, then I'm sure yeah, you got him. Yeah. Tulsi, Tulsi, Tulsi was selling was selling in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, other things are going on in New Hampshire. You know, it, the the presidential race is is 
now fast approaching. Um, you know, if there's any doubt that anybody has, Donald Trump was just there campaigning. Uh, he had a CNN town hall that was kind of exciting. But it always brings up the issue that, too, of of New Hampshire is is always uh, the first state in those primaries. And there's an actual controversy this time because the Democrats are kind of trying to move it. So uh, I think they want to move it to South Carolina or something. And so, uh, so, but somehow New Hampshire has this sort of locked in in the past and uh, uh, Governor Sununu there has saying, you know, Hey, we're, we're sticking with this no matter what. Uh, uh, so tell me, what, what do you think about the whole, you know, first primary thing for uh, New Hampshire? Yeah, everything that I'm hearing from my community and people that I trust is that New Hampshire will be the first primary. Um, it's it's going to happen this way, um, even if the national parties or national Democratic Party decides they want to move it. New Hampshire's still going to go against that, um, which is good for the non-institutional Democrats um, like people who are running that are have announced so far like RFK, like if they wanted to have some success somewhere, it'd be somewhere that the DNC isn't touching. So maybe he, he'd have some success here. Um, but uh, people who are more underdogs in the Democratic Party, they should be focusing on New Hampshire since we will be the first and, and basically going against everything the DNC um, is trying to do. Um, but this is the state's decision and I, I believe they're going to stick to it. It's I believe it's literally in our constitution or something like that. So, um, or or at least their uh, their personal like you know policies or whatever. I'm I'm not really sure how the Democrats work there, but um, everything I've read is that we will be the first in the nation primary here, um, and that is very good for non-institutional candidates in the Democrat Party. So. It does seem like kind of a weird issue, you know, the idea that, you know, it's sort of like, why don't all states go at the same time? But then if, if one of them wants to put it in their constitution, what if all of them put it in their constitution to be first? It just seems kind of like a crazy thing. But somehow New Hampshire has managed to keep that going strong for so many years. So it did. And it, it just seems kind of like, you know, I wouldn't mind if on principle they said, hey, why doesn't everybody go at the same time? But to say that we don't want it to be New Hampshire because we don't think it's the right demographic. Uh, that, that just kind of rubs me the wrong way. And that, that seems to be what the Democrats are saying, I think. Well, you know, the Democrats, the Democrats, maybe we're just not progressive and enough. And equity and all the other BS, you know, it's, it's, it's always, I mean, South Carolina is the um, Democrats, the Democratic Party in, in, um, in South Carolina is heav heavily black. Fine. Nobody have a problem with that. But the reason that they want to move it to South Carolina is for that reason. And this is this is you know, all this woke garbage is just is just unbelievable. Yeah, I will say that even among you know the Democrats that I've met here, um, they don't really buy into the the woke agenda that's been sweeping across you know most Democrat-run states, um, and uh, it's it's very few people like me. If I was a Demo like in charge of the Democratic National Convention or, or the Democratic primaries or whatever, I probably wouldn't want it in New Hampshire either. You know, this is uh, this is not a good place to have something like that, especially in a state that's basically being run right now by Republicans on the local level. I don't mm -hmm. know. So, mm -hmm. sure. One thing, 
one thing that was uh, kind of fascinating to see in it, you know, New Hampshire got to be first on it was uh, the, the Donald Trump experience for this time around because uh, he was just there for the CNN debate. And Jane, maybe you could uh, pull the video on that and then uh, we could go to the visual as well afterwards. Ready? Are you ready? Can I talk? Yeah, what's you the mind? answer? Can I, do you mind? I would like for you to answer the question. Okay, it's very simple to answer. That's why I asked it. It's very simple to, you are a nasty person, I'll tell you. <laughs> I mean, it seems like more well, like a comedy show. <laughs> I, I, and you heard the, the that wasn't even like canned laughter in the back. That was live laughter going on. <laughs> that's fantastic. You're a nasty woman. <laughs> it's just like, uh, that's because you'd be in jail. Yeah. So a couple years back. The sound bites are just incredible. Yeah. Well, it's just, you know, it, it, but it does, you know, essentially tell us that, hey, this is what we've got to look forward to for about the next, uh, uh, you know, year or so. <laughs> At least, well, if, well, if, if, if he wins, if he wins, it's going to be for the next four years. I don't know if he will, but if he wins, it's going to be for the next, next four years. I mean, Trump, Trump always had a problem with the mainstream media. And I mean, some of it is quite justified, quite frankly, because there's this Trump derangement syndrome out there. You know, these people are just insane about this man for some reason. It is true. Donald Trump has his faults. He has his baggage. But some of their coverage of this man is unbelievable. Some of the things that they have bought into, the Russia hoax and all these sort of things about this man, is just incredible. So if he wins, I mean, going through the primaries, obviously, we're going to be having quite uh, quite a few discussions about him because I know he's going to say something that's going to set the mainstream media off. And if he wins, well, then, oh, my goodness gracious, we're going to be hearing the word fake news for all eternity. We'll be hearing it over and over and over again because that's Donald Trump. I mean, somebody shoot at him, he's going to shoot back. I mean, verbally, I'm speaking. He's going to shoot back. There's no doubt about that. So we're we in for a rough ride here, if you can call it rough, quite a ride, I would say, over the next one year or, or maybe over the next four or five years who knows we'll see yeah well you know what's kind of funny about all this too is that the fallout from cnn after trump lost his last election was just has just been unbelievable to watch i mean you know they they've uh lost let's see brian stelter they had yes. tubin they finally parted ways with i guess he's you know <laughs> having some yeah. fun at another network somewhere too much, too much, too much display too much display yeah. for jeffrey tubin yeah yeah and then uh, don lamont they just don finally LeMond. got rid of him and yeah. uh gosh oh and then uh, uh, uh cuomo uh chris cuomo they got chris rid cuomo of him as well. yes. Yes, and yes. so i mean it was just an absolute just disastrous lineup of people at that you know network i remember they had the the essentially that iconic frame of gaslighting of uh, pe uh, fiery but mostly peaceful protest. It's <laughs> like trying to sell this a peaceful protest. Everything's on fire behind. In the, in the background, in the background <laughs> of the reporter, everything is on fire. And they're talking about yeah. fiery but mostly peaceful in the in the in the in the in the, in the, um, in the byline on, at the bottom yeah. of the screen. Well, but the crazy thing is, is that they got rid of all these people. So you wonder, okay, were they really going to reform? And then here they are right out of the gate with Trump. And they're literally going right back at it with him. <laughs> There's no tomorrow. So I don't know. <laughs> 
Well, anyways, uh, there's uh, other stuff going on in New Hampshire as well. So with uh, respect to immigration, now who knew that immigration was an issue there? We have this big issue at our southern border with Title 42 ending. And now suddenly, you know, uh, it's going to be essentially tens of thousands of people uh, almost every day. Uh, I think they had uh, uh, in that first week since they let it up, I think they said there was over 80,000 and that was only a partial week. So uh, this is, you know, kind of a crazy flood of the border. Um, As a libertarian person, I'm not really, you know, as long as it's not distorted, (laughs) but the problem is, I mean, it seems like the government is constantly distorting these things so that, you know, uh, offering incentives or other reasons for people to show up. I mean, I think at the southern border, they're literally handing everybody a free phone just for showing up. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's a, they give them a little bag and it, it has a free phone in it and other stuff. Yeah. Talk about yeah, giving them incentives to, to cross our border. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to have something to do with showing up at a you know, a hearing at some point in the future that's yet to be determined, but yeah. otherwise it's known as a free phone. Because <laughs> me and you are paying for it. Yes, exactly. So, but but it's funny because we're seeing that big crisis start to that big meltdown happen, and it's sort of been happening at various points of the Biden administration. But um, it, apparently, James, maybe you could bring up the visual. Uh, New Hampshire apparently is concerned about. <laughs> migration at this point too and you know the numbers they're talking about seem a lot smaller uh, 1.4 million for extra for for border patrols and i guess they're having to worry more about uh, the 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 north with canada here's that cato map again you can see there's that tiny border with canada up there so i guess that's where they're coming from hey, ben what's what's going on with immigration okay. in new hampshire this reminds me so much of an old mad tv skit that they had that was called canadian border patrol where they had one person <laughs> basically running the canadian border patrol from maine to michigan and he says well apparently canada was not the threat that it once used to be so it's uh-huh. just me <laughs> but um you know, apparently, you know, this actually doesn't surprise me at all because the last several years with all the COVID tyranny that's been happening up in Canada, um, the trucker convoys and all this stuff, you're going to have some people that want to get out of that hellscape and that uh, government control over that stuff, too. So, like, some of these people are probably seeking asylum here just so they can have more freedom. I wouldn't want to or, or maybe, you know, like, obviously, their health system up there is a nightmare, even if it is free. Um, you know, some people don't want to have to wait a year to get a life-saving transplant or whatever. Um, so, uh, but in my opinion, the, the biggest border crisis that New Hampshire has is actually from Massachusetts. We should put a wall along the Southern border of New Hampshire and I would pay for it. I would, I would find the people to pay for it. And I know I actually have Massachusetts pay for it. They would pay for it because they're sending up their worst criminals to New Hampshire. I'm just kidding. Obviously, that's a joke. But um, well, is, is that part of the Project uh, Tyranny State that <laughs> where everybody migrates from Massachusetts to take like over? The, the people moving here from Massachusetts aren't helping our cause at all. Um, but uh, they, you know, most of them are coming up here to live and then go back and commute down and, and work in Boston or whatever. Um, you know, um, but I don't know, like Chris Sununu, uh, he's a very like, uh, he doesn't really take a firm stance on a lot of things. So it doesn't really surprise me. He has support from 
the left and the right here, um, which is why he overwhelmingly wins with 67, 65%, almost 70% of the vote um, when he gets elected. Um, he has, he, he really works both sides of the fence there. Um, he's, uh, he, he doesn't take a firm stance, but so it doesn't surprise me that he's asking for all this federal aid, um, to, to help with our borders. But at the same time, maybe, um, maybe we need some more Canadian border patrol Mounties to patrol from Maine to Michigan and it would help a little bit, you know, maybe Canada should help with that too. I don't know. So. Somehow, I don't imagine that the border looks anything up there like it does down here. No, no there's snowmobile trails all over the place that just cross the border and come back. And those things aren't darted at all. Like, you don't, they don't check passports there. You, there's so many places to cross the border that you can just drive right across and come back on a, on a snowmobile or something. So, um, like I said, Canada is not the threat that it once used to be apparently because there's just uh it's pretty much free range free movement up there um other than on the, the highways and stuff like that so well, you know what one other thing i wanted to bring up as well on the whole i, I guess distortion side of things is you know th th there are real impacts it's, it's funny that you know, as a liberty-minded person, I mean, I want to see the free movement of people, uh, you know, assuming that there's no government influence going on. You know, if somebody wants to come and work for somebody else in another place or if they, you know, just want to have a relationship with somebody, I don't want to see the government jumping in the middle of that. But, James, maybe you could bring up the, the visual here. I mean, we, we have such crazy distortions with our migration system. I mean, here is a thing in New York where... Um, apparently they were housing veterans and I know you were talking, I, I can't remember, was this show or the last show, Ben, but about, uh, PTSD and other things. And, and here we got these veterans that are being housed there that are homeless veterans and they're literally kicking them out so that they can make room for the migrants, which it, it just seems, I mean, I, why is the government involved in this at all? <laughs> I'm just like, you know, this, it doesn't make any sense. You know, here they are literally, you know, it's certainly they're paying for this hotel too, right? The government's paying for it. It's not like. Well, we're paying for it. Yeah, yes, exactly. Taxes. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. But it's just, just one distortion after another. And, and one of the funny stories too with New York is, you know, they, they, these guys were, uh, railing on Eric, uh, Eric Adams, I believe is the name of the mayor there. And yeah, yes, um, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, and and it, so they were railing on uh, um, Greg Abbott down in Texas for busing migrants there, and then uh, you know it suddenly it became a humanitarian crisis in New York, and then his solution to bust the migrants out of New York. <laughs> so, <laughs> just you know it's just is absolutely nuts the stuff that's going on right now on on immigration but i don't know do you, do you guys have any final thoughts on this issue before we leave it well i have i have a real problem you know i guess just you know i've said this on the program before i have a real problem with people not respecting our sovereignty okay because we don't allow in our personal in our personal sovereignty my home we don't allow People just walk into it. Whether if you are a thief, I will shoot you. If you are the police, you better have a warrant to come into my home. Okay? So the sum total of all our personal sovereignties, all the sum total is, is that place we call the United States of America. Those people are walking across the border, whether they're doing it in the north or the south, they don't respect our sovereignty. So I don't see why we should be spending any money to take care of these people. 
they should be returned to where they came from. And Biden, Biden to me, is violating the Constitution by not doing his job, by allowing people to so violate our sovereignty, and we do, and he's doing nothing about it. As a matter of fact, he's encouraging it. This is nonsense. Um, I, I guess the only thing I would say, uh, since I work with people that both live in Mexico and uh, and work for, for uh, you know the major company that I'm associated with, put it that way, um, shipping company. And uh, they, I asked them what's going on. Um, uh, I haven't gotten a report after Title 42 actually expired, but, uh, uh, and they routinely go down to Mexicali and uh, pick freight up and move it back to, to, to load up on, on my plane, for example. And um, so, but, but so far it, it doesn't seem like there's um, anything really out of the ordinary from what I've heard at least in Mexicali. So I don't know, maybe Texas is having issues, but, uh, and then I, of course, live in San Diego. I, I don't know, but I, I don't pay much attention to the actual news that a lot of people watch, but um, I'll, I'll try to get it from the horse's mouth from people that actually cross the border daily to go to work and, and see what they say. And uh, I'll, I'll report back, but so far it's, it seems like it's been fairly quiet. And again, I, I might be, mistaken in that but I'll, I'll try to get more information as time goes on it, it, okay. when you say the, the horse's thing. mouth though tim is that yeah. is that one of those horses that was running down the immigrants one one thing okay yeah i do not have a problem if there's an orderly process by which people can go move between go go um between the borders I, sure. I have no problem with that. And Tim, what, what you describe in there sounds like an orderly process. I have no problem with that, okay? Yeah. But I have a big problem with people who don't respect our sovereignty. And those people, yeah. since Biden came into office, somewhere between four and seven million people have just walked across our borders. These people don't respect our sovereignty. So I should have no respect for them living in this land that we call the United I, States of America. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. All righty. Yeah, great. I just wish we could get government out of it. <laughs> just make it so much better. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's got to be uh, the borders have to be if you're going to protect them for people walking back and forth, and you want to have that policy, which has been a policy. Oh gosh, you know, it went off and on, in and out. We didn't even have passports for a long time here in the United States and elsewhere too, as far as that goes. So, um, you know, there was no such thing as a thing, a passport, which is, by the way, owned by the government. It says right on it. It's their property. It's not yours. Um, and then this passport was required to go back and forth across the border. That, that was never a thing until World War One, And then short, then it went away. And then World War Two happened. It's kind of stuck around ever since. But, you know, even even passports is a is a thing of government. So, um uh, if you get government out of it, then you're going to have the ability for people to go back and forth and back and forth. And, you know, is is that a good thing or a bad thing? You know, libertarians like to talk about it. And so um, so here we well, are. Back and but, forth, as long I'm, as they're not stealing from anybody, you know, what's the problem? Right. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Ben. <laughs> and I'm, no, not, I'm not like an open borders libertarian. I actually believe in privatized borders, which is ultimately, I think, is, is um, you know, property rights are extremely important and they need to be respected. 
Um, so, it, but if I'm welcoming somebody onto my property and to my land, they shouldn't need to have a passport to come and visit me. Um, that's ultimately where I, I draw my line in that sand. But when it comes to like, you know, national borders or whatever, you know, privatizing the land and, um, which allows people to, uh, have free movement, uh, which is a constitutional right, freedom to travel, um, you know, that basically would solve a lot of the issues because, um, you know, the, the land that they're walking into is owned by somebody. And as long as they're there on that person's permission, um, then it shouldn't really be a big deal. But having the government involved actually creates a black market for the freedom to travel. And that's where you get a lot of the illegal immigrants coming um, either on boats, on even just airplanes. Most illegal immigrants get here on an airplane and they just don't renew their work visas. Um, you know, and uh, but once again, if I'm hiring somebody from another country and uh, I, I'm allowing them to be here and, and work for me, that seems like it's a private, a free market solution versus getting the government out of it completely. That's ultimately what I would like to see as well. Well, one thing for sure is that as long as Biden's running it, it will be incoherent. And speaking of Biden being incoherent, let's get to our knucklehead noise patrol here at the end. Uh, James, can you bring up that video? This has to do with Biden. Uh, he has uh, essentially been in these uh, negotiations with McCarthy uh, about the debt ceiling. Um, and that, you know, McCarthy has sort of tried to offer a compromise. Hey, you cut so much spending in the future and we'll relax this debt ceiling right now for you. Uh, and Biden doesn't seem to know what McCarthy's talking about. And maybe you could show this clip, James. He is proposing. Is there any room for negotiation? What's he proposing? Did he tell you? Well, Did he, you he hear talked him? about. No, 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 I'm not being facetious. Did he tell you what he's proposing? He, he was talking about the bill. Yeah, but what? What does it propose? Do you know? I'm not being a wise guy. You all are very, very informed people. Do you know what that bill cuts? He, there is a long list of things that it, it cuts. That no, no, it doesn't say. It says, does it say what it's going to cut? Or just say generically it's going to cut? It's like, who's on said The reporter's telling him, hey, there's a list of things in the bill. You just have to read it. And he's all, you mean there's there's things in there? And yeah, James, read these things? Yeah. And James, too, maybe I could get the visual up real quick just before I kick it off to you guys here. But here is an article from Reuters. Uh, Mr. Biden, just go pick up the paper and read it. These are all the things that it says that uh, uh, McCarthy has in there, uh, you know, as far as uh, he wants to claw back some of the uh, COVID funds. He wants to cancel the student debt relief. Uh, he wants to kill a lot of that IRS extra funding that just happened. Uh, so there's, there's a whole list of things here. And he's like, you know, he, he, there's things in there, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Did, Wait, you guys. Did, he, did he tell you, did he tell you what he wanted to cut? Did he tell you? You <laughs> <laughs> didn't tell me. <laughs> you, you guys have any thought? I mean, this is, this is so sad. Cause I mean, we literally have 32 trillion. I mean, this is, shouldn't be a laughing matter. It's 32 yeah. trillion is the debt. And it has been skyrocketing upwards. And usually we have some visuals to show, but I, I didn't set those up before the show this time. But I, it's 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 crazy. I mean, we're in 
like all the warning signs are flashing bright red and it's just like these guys are just driving straight into the fog you know? <laughs> and you know up. what is ridiculous you know what is ridiculous about timmy you're gonna say something go ahead Oh, I was just, uh, I don't know if we want to do this this late in the show, uh, but uh, yeah, maybe save it for another time. But I wanted to talk about, just mention that if we lost reserve status of the dollar, we would not be able to go into these kinds of massive amounts of debt. We would be like everybody else. And honestly, I think it would be better off, we'd, we American citizens would be better off in the long run if we lost the ability to completely go as far into debt as the government, the federal government wants to go. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I would, I would like to see kind of the fallout of that. And I think I will, because I, I think we will eventually lose the uh, reserve currency status. And so, uh, but I think it'll be a good thing. And uh, this kind of complete nonsense where, you know, this, the president doesn't even want to talk about things that absolutely are important. Um, and uh, for whether it's because he's brain dead or because he just doesn't want to, uh, it doesn't matter. He doesn't want to. Uh, so uh, this is this is ludicrous. However, he's, we brain lost, he's brain dead. We know that. Yeah. And if he, we lost reserve currency status, we would not be able to to do this massive amount of going into debt. We just wouldn't be able to do it. Wouldn't be workable. So um, I think that might be a good thing. That's all. <laughs> I'm I'm willing to bet that you know seventy five to eighty percent of the people in Congress don't actually read the full bills. Like there's no yeah, way yes. if you're looking. Oh, they don't back, have time. They don't have yeah, time. Yeah. Well, Rand Paul said this. Said as much during. Um, you know, the COVID stuff, they're passing all these big spending bills yeah. with very little time, like the Ukrainian relief packages, the COVID relief packages, all of this stuff. And we're giving billions and trillions of dollars away. But they literally had like a couple of days to read through this, like thousands of pages bill. Uh, like, it's just not possible. You know what I mean? And, and uh, he proposed that people should be required to read these things before they actually vote on them. And it sounds like a crazy idea to a lot of people, but that obviously, you know, nobody wants that. They just want, they just want the money to keep flowing. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, we remember too, that Pelosi is that famous line, you know, well, we can find out what's in it once we pass. <laughs> we got to pass it. We got to pass it. Build the find what's in it. You know, I mean, you know, yeah. this whole thing, this thing, whole thing is insane. Okay. We are, or 31 32 trillion dollars in debt and and i mean biden is acting like he's he's he like he's a deer deer in the in the in the in the headlights he don't know what the hell is going on what uh the republicans and and, and mccarthy is, is is um is proposing have passed through the house of representatives it's not to say like it is some secret it is passed through the house of representatives if biden want to find out he have tons of aides there who could brief him <laughs> And what the hell is going on? But he's there confused. Oh, did he, um, did he tell you? Did he tell you what's in the bill? Uh, um, did he tell you what he's proposing? What he's proposing is in the bill, Mr. Biden, if he didn't if he didn't figure that out as yet. Okay, he didn't figure that out as yet. It passed through the House of Representatives if he didn't get that. But all they keep talking about is, look at the word they're using. They want a clean debt ceiling bill, a clean one. So if you put anything else besides 
Let's keep on spending forever. If you put anything else in such a bill, it becomes dirty. We have to have a clean bill. You notice the nice words they always choose? A clean bill. These people are insane. That's what they are, they're insane. Yeah, that is insane, but uh, here we are. <laughs> well, I guess it's insane. We're out of time again. And uh, before we go, let me uh, pull up the page again. Uh, James, real quick, this is the Miramac County uh, or Valley, rather, Libertarian Party page. So, And, uh, you know, you can go check out more of what they're doing uh, on that Facebook page. Uh, and also, too, there is the uh, Free State Project and Porkfest to check out a little more, too. If you're, if you're living in a state where you're kind of looking around and thinking, oh, my gosh, what what the heck's happening and you want a little more liberty it sounds like uh new hampshire's trying to open the door on some of that stuff so uh, uh do you have any final thoughts you wanted to share with us uh ben yes um there is no place that is liberty is actually winning in the united states more than in new hampshire and that is very much so thanks to people in the free state project um so if you're interested in seeing liberty progress in the most decentralized uh, liberty-friendly state in the country, you should move or consider moving to the libertarian homeland. So, Awesome. Well, thanks Live so much. Live free or die. Live free or die, absolutely. <laughs> Death is not the worst of evils. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us today, Ben. And if you uh, liked what you heard today, we interviewed Ben on another show where we talked a little bit more about uh, his background and the offices uh, that he's, you know, planning to run for sheriff again in the future down there in New Hampshire. So, um, you know, uh, great luck uh, to you, Ben, on that. And um, thanks so much for joining us on the show today. So it was great hearing about it. And thank you all for joining us out there. And until next time, stay tuned and stay free. Yes, indeed. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, always and forever. Thank you for listening to the Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. Find us on Facebook, Rumble, YouTube, your favorite podcast network, and at knuckleheadsofliberty.com.